0: Hello to all the sweeties out there. This is just to let you know that while this episode is a bit of a long one, diligent listeners who make it all the way to the end will be rewarded because after Robert and I recorded our initial call to talk about power play, we had to do a quick follow-up call to address some stunning revelations that came to light and we hope that you will enjoy them. Thanks.
1: your podcast app, you see there's a discourse happening, is this book a masterpiece, or so problematic, one's a lifelong diehard fan, the other's a first time reader, both are really smart and funny, and attractive, sweet!
0: For the listeners, we are grooving to this beautiful, beautiful melody, which, of course, Robert is. This is Chris Isaac's smash hit, it's, is it called I
1: Don't Want to Fall in Love? No, I don't, it's, it's like, it's like a word for sinister or evil.
0: Wicked Game, of course, this is is Wicked Game. Okay, and welcome. And I did play us in with the song Wicked Game today because originally I thought it would be a beautiful companion uh, for these themes that, of course, are coming up with us again and again of these games, but, but are they? And, you know, last week we had Playing With Fire and this time we have Power Play that of course we are going to get into in-depth. That being said, what I realized while I was waiting for our meeting to start is that I feel you are playing a wicked game with me. And our past, you know, it was one thing when you dropped the yogurt the first time. I have been very accommodating and I'm happy to be flexible the cleaners are coming the cleaners aren't coming we're in the park we're at the pool that, that's fine three hours later two hours earlier happy happy and i do it with a smile and as i've said time and again your psychological safety is my number one priority 24 sure. 7. Sure. that being said when even then at the times that we change a few times then i you're still not there and then the yogurt falls out the fridge it starts to feel like a what power play Okay, because it's almost sending me the message that the podcast doesn't start till you get here. Okay. Maybe we don't believe in time. We don't wear a watch. It's giving who? It's and it's giving, giving who?
1: It's giving Jessica. And the fact that you found me out so immediately. And I'm going I'm to just Jessica. leave, I'm going to go ahead,
0: and leave that there.
1: How are you? You have to, I'm a, how am I? I'm a Jessica. Yeah. So soon. Did you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm not shocked by any of these revelations. I do feel I am, in fact, playing a wicked game. I did, of course, drop that yogurt on purpose to delay you and to let you know that this call doesn't start until I show up. It's a compulsion at this point. I don't know if you'll notice. What time did you receive the picture of the spilled yogurt? 6.01. 6.01. Madonna mia, what time are we supposed to start?
0: Well, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, what the spilled yogurt indicated to me was that you, on purpose,
1: exactly. didn't make,
0: because what do I know if there's a yogurt coming out of the fridge? It's probably going into a bowl. That means there's uh, probably either some agave, some berries. I know all your fixins that you like to put in there, depending on which bowl of yours it is. Now, exactly. that means this isn't going to be a just simple little bit of yogurt and we're done. This is going to be Ooh. an event. So you almost willed it ha- to happen. Okay. I mean, there are no accidents. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Right? I mean, I am playing a wicked game
1: with you. I am in control here. That's all I needed to say? So you forgive me. Great. Good and good. Perfect. Did you apologize? Didn't I?
0: In my way, didn't I? Such a Jessica. Okay, so should I start with the description? That would be beautiful. (sighs) Trigger warning chubby robin wilson wants to join sweet valley high sorority pi beta alpha and liz nominates her but furious jessica and her conniving friends do everything they can to keep her out while liz does her best to get her in but when robin gets blackballed she realized the only person who cared she realizes the only person who cared about her as a friend is liz so she gets her revenge on the pi betas by not only losing weight but also taking the homecoming queen nomination from jessica jessica is furious and attempts revenge on robin I do want to say a couple things. Number oh, yes. 1, I do think there should be kind of a bit of a trigger warning on this whole book because like we talked about oh. last we talked about last episode, but in case you didn't hear it, this book it takes the fat phobia and just it's becomes exponential. It's like truly insane. Really, really upsetting. And then I also thought it was worth in this one sharing that the kind of sub subtitle of this on the back of my cover is It's power play Elizabeth and Jessica in a tug of war. And then on the front, we have the two girls in profile. About to kiss? Sorry? Are they about to kiss? Oh, I didn't read it that way. I I read it as like a sort of they're challenging each other. That makes more sense. Um, But then the question, the thing underneath says, the Wakefield twins have taken sides against each other. The thing that really came through for me with this is that The book is ostensibly about the secondary character of Robin. But what it really is, which the title and the cover shows us, is Robin is just... Upon. Collateral damage. She's she's a rope that they're playing tug-of-war with in this power play between the two girls. Robin isn't pictured in the cover. And Robin is just this proxy that they're playing tug-of-war with in order to enact this much more fundamental rivalry that they have that's locked up in their own kind of identity struggle. She is almost like the saddest part of this all is that Robin is basically incidental. And I think one of the things that it will be interesting for us to look at as we read the books about the secondary and tertiary characters is, to what extent is it actually about them? And to what extent do we actually get their perspective their interiority and their story versus just seeing it through the perspective of a more primary character and so like how many scenes do we get with them at home how many scenes do we actually get with them in their family or their their own thought process versus yeah just responding to the very
1: first page what are the first words elizabeth wakefield okay wait i thought this was a book about robin Pardo. But the first words are Elizabeth Wakefield. And we'll return to that sentence in just a moment. Oh, I know. I know.
0: I'm wasting time. You know.
1: I mean, when I highlighted this word, I was like, oh, God, Pardo's going to freak. Or Pardo
0: has already freaked it. If we could look at the second sentence. Mm. And this is the sentence that made me explode. Yeah. Just, will you read it for the class? It happened as, okay, well, let me just say the first sentence. Elizabeth Wakefield didn't know how messy... Mm, things underlined. would get with Robin Wilson and the sorority pledging until she was into deep to back out. It happened as so many things seem to because of Jessica. Period.
1: The end. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, sorry. listen. I hate, to, wait, I hate to I
1: hate to correct you. There is not a period there.
0: No. Who had just been elected president of Pi Beta Alpha, the snobby sorority, is We Valley High. Okay, sorry. Right. But what I meant was period in the sense of that right. sums up it all it happened because of jessica jessica makes things happen jessica moves action forward jessica has her complexes and that's what we've been talking about the past couple episodes but guess what last week we saw some tinglings of some of elizabeth's complexes of jessica's dramatic flair, and so on and so forth and guess what the chickens came home to roost today because we are going to see elizabeth's pathology in this power
1: play and i want to be clear jessica is not without her own pathology get with Robin Wilson and the sorority pledging. Like, she does not matter as a person, as a character to these women. I think of this as Discord showing up with the apple. Not familiar. Give to the most beautiful goddess. Don't know
0: it. Don't know it. Okay, discord.
1: So this tr- the app? The, uh, like, not the app. So, in uh, Greek mythology, discord sh- Discord is a goddess and shows up. Okay. And it starts the whole Trojan War because it's like, give to the most beautiful person. It's basically, we think of it as like a ticking time bomb. Okay. Robin Wilson is the ticking time bomb. Because mm-hmm. she's so messy and elegant. She, yeah. Well, okay.
0: She's Thank a literal
1: you, like bomb, yeah. She's a literal bomb. And I want to draw attention, of course, of course, to the use of the word messy. For our listeners who did not join us on our last episode, we talked a little bit about Robin Wilson. Robin Wilson is a person in a larger body. That is not... she is described in the text she's described as having an ample midsection as being pudgy Butterball. butterball i mean we see all of that and throughout the entire last book robin is presented as a problem to be solved she is a mess that she creates and here i'd like to to posit not only is she the mess and, and part of why these books are so brilliant we see messy kind of thrown into that first sentence that's the bomb that second sentence that you read you said period midway through to kind of make a point but i would love for us to just look at how this sentence is worded it happened comma, as so many things seem to comma, because of jessica comma, her twin sister comma, who had just been elected <laughs> president of pi beta alpha comma, the snobbiest sorority at sweet valley high this sentence my friend is a mess like syntactically it is disgusting It is unruly. It cannot be contained.
0: So I know this isn't what you're getting at, but just because you mentioned the sentence structure, I felt, I'm curious if you did very early on, it it almost struck me with, remember, we talked about your sort of moment in the first episode of your, I love Josh moment at the share at the fountain. I had this moment and it was on page one or two Mm -hmm. where I had a shudder and I said, this isn't Amy. I think it's the other one because okay. the writing style is it felt there's so many there's these things that felt so different to me that sentence you described it is it, interesting because it's like so, so long so many comments and everything but i found the sentences struck the sentences tended to be like a lot of them much more sort of choppy oh god
1: yes sources and, remained anonymous
0: period yeah and and also like um the the grammar's different and also it's even this first sentence of like, Elizabeth didn't know how things would get until she was in too deep. That's sort of like a- ominous sort of like, yeah. here's what's coming type of setup. Like, we've never seen before. So it just felt like a, maybe a different writer to me. And Did you find that? Yes, I absolutely did. It's clearly a different text. Wait, you felt for sure it's a different writer?
1: Without question. I don't want to get into is this a more skilled or less skilled writer. Like, I don't want to do any of that. I absolutely. I not. just want to say it was a very different experience to yes. read.
0: And yeah, she often is in this book, it seemed like there were multiple times described as just the problem of Robin Wilson or yeah. like the Robin Wilson problem. Like it's just repeated over and over again of just like her existence is a problem. You know,
1: I hope you're not flipping too many pages because you got a lot still to say about this page. All right, keep going. Okay. Um, the fourth paragraph, we're talking about eyes and ears, which is a regular feature that Elizabeth is the author of. And it's kind of like a Gossip Girl, before Gossip Girl was Gossip Girl, for the school paper. The column was always humorous and light. Elizabeth had been very careful to to stay away from any topic that could be mean or hurtful, even before anyone knew who was writing the column. Mr. Collins, the faculty advisor, had warned her early on about the dangers of anonymous power it was advice elizabeth recall when she confronted another kind of anonymous power one that threatened to tear robin wilson and the pi betas apart
0: and that is called literature and 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 whatever you want to say about this writing style and we are not here by any means to make a value judgment on the better or worse that thing about power is my breath has been taken at this point yeah. because I didn't highlight that passage to discuss. And it's so layered because I think like one of the fundamental themes and kind of the ironies of this book is Elizabeth's kind of obliviousness to her own bad actions and wielding of power and misdeeds and her sort of, right. and her sort of compulsion to frame them as good and make them and like tell herself a story about how she's good. I feel like it's basically the theme of this book. And so this thing about like, she's confronted with another anonymous power from the perspective of sort of Elizabeth, what she's talking about is the anonymous power of the black ball, right? Right. But what it also refers to is her power, which she never names. And that's why it's anonymous because she's, right? Yeah. How haunting it just- Gorgeous, gorgeous. The phrase
1: anonymous power, they just throw it in like it's something we're all so familiar with, like, oh, beware anonymous power. And it's like, wait, wait, anonymous power is is not a common phrase. This is something that you're kind of invoking here in this moment. Prescient of the internet. Uh, Right? It, It presages the internet. It presages kind of troll culture. I also think there are just resonances across the text of anonymity and power. Would you like to highlight a few? Would like me to highlight a few? Where would you like to go with
0: that? Um, I'd love to actually start with our previous text because one, th- there was already a couple of examples of anonymous power. For example, one of the things we talked about last week was we never found out who wrote that nasty comment about Ms. Dalton on the blackboard. We never right. found out who yelled at her from a crowd at the dance about right. go French kiss Ken Matthews. So we've been starting it. to see some anonymous power and and of course rumors and so on.
1: I just, one of the, the B plot of this text
0: that, does not,
1: is conspicuously absent from the Wikipedia summary, concerns shoplifting. It concerns Lila Fowler, the richest, snobbiest girl in Sweet Valley. The fact that she she has been shoplifting from the mall, exercising anonymous power. Beautiful, Robert. Beautiful. She is quite literally donning a disguise. No one knows her name.
0: She had that oversized printed green, God knows
1: what it was a true ill-fitting
0: and we know lila's not wearing ill-fitting
1: <laughs> not on purpose unless it is to of course, share her identity
0: yeah. Yes. so there's just this like kind of complicated
1: resonances of what it means to be powerful is to be powerful to take in the case of lila is to be powerful to give in case of uh pi beta alphas and the sororities giving membership to robin
0: and if i may on the contrast to the anonymous power of course is the very anonymous power that lila's family wields when her father comes to juvenile court you know to plead her case and elizabeth Wakefield, upstanding citizen well-known child journalist uh you know does a uh character witness for her very weird right and her father you know has some conversations with the judge and of course the father runs half the town and you know she ends up ha- basically having six month probation. Were she someone else with a different nominus, would she have received the same treatment?
1: It's re- eerie resonance. Of course, last book, Bruce Patman getting pulled over by the cops. Do you know who my family is? Pat exactly. Patman, 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 and he gets off. Exactly. So there's just this interesting tension between what it means. Like, when is anonymous power useful? When is, as you co- coined it, anonymous power useful? yeah totally it is also interesting to me we get elizabeth didn't know how messy things would get with robin wilson and the sorority pledging until she was in too deep to back out and then the end of this section is another kind of an honest power one that threatened to tear robin wilson and the pi betas apart she's positing here that like she is in too deep that she is going to get in trouble that the pi beta alphas are going to get ripped apart it's like that none of that's happening
0: Robin is the only one who stands to lose anything. One of the problems is that that isn't what happens. Like, the, I feel like one of the sort of consistent themes of Elizabeth's sort of fucked up way that she thinks she's being an ally or a friend to Robin is that, like, she keeps sort of, like, trying to help Robin, like, gain this acceptance into this bigoted and, like, abusive organization that has a very big, like, problem and rather than like call them out on it and make that be the problem that they right. like are they treat people badly she and like that being said I do want to say like she at first tries to tell Robin like well this party's not that good and like it's not like she does try to be like this isn't the answer and she does tell her this isn't the answer to your problems like I did note that but right. she does she still makes her go to do that instead of addressing the real Problem, which is very bad, and I believe she does that in order to preserve her own self image. But we'll go into that later. One thing, just I don't think this is really anything, but like I thought it was funny that said Robin believed herself to be Jessica's best friend, which was at best a dangerous assumption. Like, what was it
1: at worst? Probably embarrassing for the fat girl. I don't know. Okay.
0: One thing I thought was interesting, and for me this is page four or five. It's just then the phone ring again. We're getting Elizabeth's perspective here. It was her twin, Jessica Wakefield. You were supposed to be home an hour ago and help me clean the house, and you know it. Elizabeth's anger came through loud and clear. After listening to Jessica's breezy excuses for a moment or two, Elizabeth impatiently cut in. You always have very, very important things to do when work is involved. What is it this time? You have to pick up your cleaning. What else? Again, she listened, but this time an amused smile crept over her face. You are picking up books at the library. She was surprised her sister even knew her way there. Zen- okay. Okay, Jessica, get here as soon as you can. Mom said the house has to be absolutely squeaky clean for a dinner party tonight. Before Jessica could object, Elizabeth hung up, cutting her sister off in the middle of a sentence. When Whenever Jessica talked that fast, Elizabeth knew she was up to something. What was so fascinating to me about this, this was written like a TV scene, like a one-sided phone call that you would see yes. on TV. Yeah, And that's true. it's like, because it's so unusual. <laughs> Like to have, instead of having Jessica say she has important things to do, and instead have Elizabeth be like, what? What's that? You have very, very important things to do. Elizabeth doesn't want to hear it. And like, because of that, we don't get to hear it. It's like Jessica's giving a different perspective and we don't have access to Jessica's side of the story. Um,
1: Right. Yeah, I think it's like a very subtle way. Like I didn't even really notice that until you beautifully reread it for us. The ways in which we are vilifying Jessica and only... On Elizabeth's side. It's weird. Like I it made me it's, uncomfortable. Yeah, it, it does feel like we're being asked to side with Elizabeth in that moment.
0: One thing that just was a little bit weird to me, um, and this is sort of a couple of paragraphs after that, is like Robin rings the doorbell. She's like, Hi Elizabeth, is Jessica home? And Elizabeth's like, What makes you think I'm not Jessica? with a friendly playfulness. It's like that's not something they would. It's just so that it's also very- that also ring a bell of like. It has felt like since the last book, and this is now compounding that, is there's this heightening of Elizabeth having a competitiveness or envy to Jessica. There's something nag- There's something nagging her. There's some tension growing up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I think the, it's setting us up for the much larger examples of, like, needing to control the Pi Betas, which Jessica ostensibly does as president of the Pi Betas, and Elizabeth is trying to do through her titular, power
0: play one of the sort of themes here is that Mm. fatness is a moral failing so you know we basically see robin you know constantly eating in these very sort of grotesque exaggerated cartoonish you know she's she's munching on this and that she's hungrily munching a chocolate bar she falls in the cushions she's stuck getting out it's just constant sort of physical you know and and um elizabeth sort of has her thoughts about like she says something about her metabolism, and Elizabeth's like, it wasn't her metabolism. Like, I I'm she's because she's eating too much. And then Robin plopped down on the sofa, rummaged around in her purse for something, and finally, she can't even find things in her purse, came up with a mm-hmm. large
1: chocolate bar. Because it, it's so unruly. Her purse is so big
0: and Everything. unruly, she can't find anything. She unwrapped it and hungrily started munching. She's Mr. Bean, basically.
1: Yeah.
0: Also, no one eats chocolate regardless of size
1: you don't like hungrily munch on a chocolate bar it's a cartoon it's an absolute
0: cartoon cartoon. you're really lucky liz having a terrific sister like jessica the chocolate bar was disappearing fast it's almost like the obsessiveness of oh keep reading i'm sorry keep reading that's me that's me all right lucky liz she replied dryly hypnotized by robin's rhythmic chewing robin doesn't eating like that make you don't say fat she warned herself Break out? Oh no, said Robin, licking her sticky fingers. Ew. I never get zits, just pounds. But I just wasn't meant to be slim like you and Jessica. It's got something to do with my bones. Or is it my metabolism? Anyway, it's just my sad fate. Elizabeth looked at Robin dubiously. She was convinced Robin's heaviness was due to the way she ate, especially if this was typical. Later, right, when she goes on her weight loss journey, Liz is validated in her thinking that it must have been a moral failing of her inability to her inability to discipline right so that sort of theme of fatness is a moral failing let alone fat people are disgusting unhealthy can't control themselves eat too much Mm -hmm. yank doors off their hinges um all of it it's just really really disgusting
1: okay can i
0: back you up just slightly because i'd love If
1: we're going to talk about the problem of Robin's fatness, and and we must. We must tackle it head-on, listeners. To be transparent and clear, we do not see it as a problem, but the text presents it as a problem. The first time this text presents it as a problem is actually earlier, when Elizabeth is on the phone with Robin Wilson's mother, Mrs. Wilson.
0: Yeah.
1: Mrs. Wilson is crying. Oh, Elizabeth, you've got to help Robin. She's going to drop out of school. What? Yes. Even though she doesn't show it, she's so miserable. She's a little overweight, you know, and she thinks she's very unpopular. Okay, so we already get posited this idea that she is going to drop out of school because she is too fat for school. Elizabeth hangs up the phone and immediately before the the next phone call, Elizabeth hung up the phone. The conversation, however, continued to replay itself in her mind. Robin Wilson dropped out of school? Why, she was one of the smartest girls at Sweet Valley. True, she was a little overweight, as her mother had said. Much more than a little, actually. But. but. She always seemed so cheerful and friendly.
0: But, Ooh, That's a, it's mean, a pregnant but.
1: It's that but is holding the weight of the world, pun intended. It feels like this book posits that there are kind of two places a woman can be. She can be deadlocked in this kind of power play, or she can be sidelined by her fat body. And the very second that Robin is no longer sidelined by her fat body, she is suddenly enmeshed in this power struggle
0: and power play. Okay. That's interesting. I thought you were sort of going to say that almost some, a reverse of like, I thought you were going to say like, as long as she's, I'm just going to go ahead and say fat.
1: Yeah. Oh, um, I love the word.
0: Fat. Great. So as long as she's fat, she will only ever be the rope in their tug of war right but once she becomes smaller she gets power that she's able to wield where she's able to decline the pbas the same way like jessica felt like when she shrunk when she made herself smaller for bruce she felt like she was able to get some power in the sense of like maintaining the relationship it's that really fucked up thing of like in the same way robin like physically makes herself smaller she's able to like get some more social power i'm like
1: it's a little confusing the way that Elizabeth talks about Robin and the sorority. Yeah, it, it it is. So I'm kind of towards the middle of chapter one. We haven't made a lot of progress yet. And Robin is talking to Elizabeth about how she's doing all these errands for Jessica to get into PBA. And she's like getting really upset. She says, it's either now or never, Liz. I don't know what to do. It means everything to me. Robin looked as though she might burst into tears at any moment. Don't cry, Elizabeth thought. Oh, Robin, please don't cry. Belonging to a group whose main activities were putting on lip gloss and talking about boys was definitely not worth crying. For. I know. And I, I find this, on a simple face, that actually makes a ton of sense. Like, that actually is, like, Robin, this is not so important that you should be crying about it. Another level, of course, is like, Elizabeth can say that because she's in the group, and she controls membership to the group to some extent, and so she can say, who wants to be in this group anyways? It's like, well, easy for you to say, blah, blah. blah. And then the third level is just this kind of tacit misogyny, not even tacit, this explicit misogyny, this explicit like derision of what is interesting or entertaining to young girls. Okay, yes and,
0: and this is where Elizabeth's one of her fatal flaws, her righteousness and judgmentalness comes in. And then I think the fourth level and the one I am really interested in is the level where Elizabeth has to ride a tightrope for her self-image, which is she has to be able to be critical enough of let's just lump PBA and Jessica together for a second of that, right? To do what she thinks is sort of the right thing or can tell herself is the right thing to sort of support or protect her friend Robin. Okay. And do do the good person thing. That means PBA just bad. Something must be done to intervene. Right. But she's unable to go all the way of saying like, they are cruel. They are bad. They are malicious. And so she has to sort of ride this middle line where then she says stuff like oh well they just put on lip gloss it's not that you know what i'm saying like what she isn't saying to robin is these people are cruel right and these people are putting you through something really vindictive and they are laughing at you this is a joke to them but elizabeth's main agenda here is to make is i believe and i have some quotes on this to preserve her own self-image and if PBA is that bad, the fact that she's in it isn't okay. And she can't rationalize it. with. It's her whole journey of like, how does she rationalize Jess? When Todd is always saying snide little things about how Jess is bad, or when people are saying critical things about Jess, like, she always has to defend her, but she also knows she's bad. She knows that something wrong is happening, but she's unable to actually like say the truth of how bad it really is. Because then she has to acknowledge her own complicitness.
1: I do wonder the extent to which Elizabeth recognizes, at least at this point, the extent to which it is truly cruel and debasing.
0: I believe she is telling herself it's okay, but an indication that she deep down knows it's wrong is on my page 11. I did the right thing, she told herself as she walked mm-hmm. back in the living room. Why should Robin be kept of PBA because she's a little overweight? All right, a lot overweight, mm-hmm. period. So, I'm, I mean, I'm saying period, there's more to the paragraph. But for me, like, this happens a lot in the series where characters will, like, have a twinge or have some feeling but they don't know why and then they push it aside and they go and do it anyway right and that's always their like kind of conscience or like they always sort of know it's bad when they do things and you always get that little indication so I think that's her telling herself she did the right thing to me is an indication some part of her she's not willing to say it but some part of her there there is a voice that knows she didn't do the right thing
1: my confusion there is that that is a compelling analysis thank you for stepping beyond the well, the plot summary into the wrong analysis of me. Um, the the confusion for me is this why should Robin be kept out of PBA because she's a little overweight? All right, a lot overweight. What's confusing to me about that is it seems like she's saying, she's convincing herself she should be let in even though she's fat. And by your logic, I wonder is she what is part of her saying she actually shouldn't be let in? Is part of the convincing actually more insidious than what you're saying? And is she actually more, does she actually buy into the PBA of it all more than she says she does?
0: Yeah, I guess I didn't, I don't think I went there. I hear you. I feel like we'd maybe have to find more support. Like I hear you that that's potentially there. I, I really think it's more about she knows she's doing it for the wrong reasons because she knows she's doing it to to make a point when she knows it's going to end up hurting Robin because she says she heaved a sigh. She knew her sister would be upset. It's like that also has a double meaning, right? It's like, she's dis, she's sort of, there's some anxiety because she knows her sister's going to be upset, but also like she did it because her sister would be upset. You know what I'm saying? And she knows that. I I think there's a tension there between whether Elizabeth
1: recognizes the rules of the game and thinks the rules of the game are silly. Elizabeth recognizes the rules of the game and thinks she can break the rules of the game. And Elizabeth recognizes the rules of the game and on some level believes in the rules of the game. I think like all three of those things are kind of happening at the same time.
0: Now, I'm not an expert on sort of eating disorders, but one of the other things that fucking annoys me about this is that they describe her. So in the beginning, when we meet her, she, has this self-deprecating thing of referring to herself as chubby and stuff. Um, And she's, you know, seems very desperate for friends and seems to have sort of low self-esteem in the sense of, like, she doesn't seem to think, like, many people would be interested in spending time with her, pretty much. Right. That being said, she doesn't seem to have a problem with her self or the way she looks or the way she eats. And yet, we are presented with all these scenes of her supposedly eating in ways that are compulsive or in ways that satisfy certain emotional needs, this would seem to sort of not be consistent with her psychology, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's not, she she finds out good news, she eats a cheesecake. She's stressed out, but like, when she's just sitting around happy, she's like eating 20 chocolate bars. It's like, that's not, that's not how that works. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's not everything. Like.
1: Yeah, I do think there's, like, a there's also some confusion there about, like, she seems genuinely embarrassed about her body, and most people that I know who are embarrassed about their bodies, yours truly included, like, tend to engage in more secretive eating patterns, tend to, like, not be, like, noisily licking their sticky fingers in front of other people. So, I think we need to move more quickly than we are moving, and... Just some moments that are funny, and it's like nice that although this pr- book is certainly a trouble, it's just the way that Elizabeth and Jessica go back and forth. What was that fat? Why was that fat wimp pawing at me and gushing all over the place? Jessica demanded. I'll tell you, Jess. But first, you tell me where you've been, and don't tell me you are out getting pack- getting books and picking up the dry cleaning since your best friend Robin Wilson did that for you. My best friend? She thinks so. Well, she's all right sometimes. It's nice to have someone help you out. Yeah, run errands for you, lick your boots. Liz Wakefield, you know perfectly well I only use leather cream on my boots. It's just so silly, like it's silly and funny against the backdrop of the terrible treatment of this.
0: The whole thing about um, what is this really about for me was encapsulated here. May I read a couple paragraphs? Please. So Elizabeth, Jessica, you know, are having this argument about Robin and everything else. Elizabeth let out a breath. I gather I've done something wrong. That is the understatement of the week, Jessica agreed sarcastically. Sarcastically, Robin Wilson and the Pi Betas with us? With Lila Fowler? One look at that shape and they'll be calling us the Pi Butterball Alphas. Oh, really, Liz? Are you completely absent from this universe? It's only a silly sorority, Elizabeth reasoned. Only a... This was too much. Jessica was speechless. Elizabeth sighed. Jessica, for heaven's sake, don't come unglued. I've promised, and that's that. Robin Wilson's going to be a Pi Beta. Oh, is she? What was going on here? Elizabeth looked searchingly at Jessica for some answer, but Jessica wouldn't meet her eyes. And then the tension keeps going. But essentially what, you know, felt so powerful to me here is... They're fighting about Robin, right? Robin's happening in their tug of war, but what makes it hit that point of where this becomes war, a a wicked game as it were, is when Elizabeth says it's only a silly sorority, sorority. right? This is about identity. This is a battle over self-image and Elizabeth's fighting to be the good one and Jessica's fighting to be the not frivolous one. And so that's what takes Jessica to the next level. And And then when Jessica reacts sort of like, oh, is she? And Elizabeth says, what was going on here? That's what that moment is, right? They're searching in each other's eyes. What was going on here? Because it's not about Robin. I just thought that was really beautifully done.
1: This idea of feeling silly, of feeling frivolous. I wonder the extent to which Robin's potential membership in PBA might highlight For Jessica herself, how silly the sorority actually is, how frivolous it is. I mean, she says Robin Wilson and the Pi Betas with us, with Lila Fowler, one look at that shape, and they'll be calling us the Pi Butterball Alphas. As she's arguing with Liz and getting more and more upset, she doesn't have a lot to hold on to. All she can really hold on to is like the image of what PBA is. And what it means for her you have two options when you're confronted with how silly what you're doing is you yeah. can either lean in
0: yeah lean in yeah and
1: dig your heels in and say it's not silly blah 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 or you can laugh to yourself and we both know
0: jessica is not gonna laugh to herself well this is a, you could do major callbacks to the fall queen right jessica trying to beat out enid for the fall queen was on the face of a very frivolous but what really was going on was she's not fighting for that she's fighting for Attention, Elizabeth's affection and everything else, and that's why she wanted to ruin Enid. And it's, I think, a similar thing going on here. Um, like this
1: is so much more about her. On the face of it, the the literal only reason to reject Robin is that she is fat. Yeah. And the two ways to engage, two ways to engage with that, at least, maybe not the only two, are to either be like that's ridiculous, let her in, or dig your heels in and be like this club stands for something, and we're not going to blah blah blah. And so. Yeah she's obviously not going to just give in. Yeah. So what she has to do is create even stronger of a fortress, which of course just makes her look sillier. And I think on some levels she even realizes
0: that, but she's much like Elizabeth in too deep and can't just back up. And that's why tug of war is such a great metaphor for this, because what do you do? You dig in your heels. How do you win a tug of war? You dig into that mud and you just get deeper and deeper. It's the only option.
1: And then there's this... Really interesting moment. Tight-lipped and stormy-eyed, Jessica let the stream of chatter go on for a few more minutes, then called the meeting to order again. Is there anyone who objects to Robin Wilson being nominated for Pi Beta Alpha, she asked. The answer was a foregone conclusion. No one dared to object to a friend of the Wakefield twins, and Jessica didn't dare say how she really felt. For one thing, Elizabeth would blast her, and if Robin ever found out, that would mark the end of her days as Jessica's handmaid.
0: Yeah, like if Jessica's going on and on about how they don't like fat girls and they all seem to pretty much agree with that, like, I, I don't know, like if there's some internal bullshit, like she could have appealed to it, I don't know. Yeah, I, it was just confusing. Or maybe they actually don't care and that's why she didn't say anything. Cause like, actually they don't care because it isn't about Robin, it's about her, you know? That's an interesting, I mean, I don't, I, I wanna be clear, I absolutely do not know. I mean, no one else did the black ball and that was anonymous, so someone could have. That's true oh right it's like she's the only one i mean
1: elizabeth's making it a problem and jessica's making the problem i do think it's interesting this read that like this is not actually a problem they are making it a problem because they're making it about something that it isn't
0: i mean i think the fat phobia and cruelty and probably some at least resistance to having her join is there i think they're certainly making it a much bigger problem than it would have been probably Yeah
1: the pba girls the like three witches as elizabeth calls them set up escalating dares that robin has to do uh it starts with running a mile she has to like run at the gym five days after school and everyone comes and watches which is deeply disturbing then she has to go play volleyball at the beach in a bikini
0: it's like these are the moments where elizabeth shouldn't be like holding her hand while she goes through it elizabeth should be saying this is disgusting i will not be a member of an organization that puts people through this type of hazing it's cruelty it is degrading right um
1: and then sorry finally her final hurdle is to get bruce patman to ask her to the dance this has echoes of last book and the way in which It was like, if you want to get into PBA, you need to steal this test. If we take that, I mean, what we see is that Jessica is taking advantage of Robin. Jessica is having Robin steal the test she needs to steal. Jessica is having Robin pick up her dry cleaning and and books. If that is the, the kind of framework for what these dares are, then we must, as readers, think, what advantage what does Jessica get out of the running out of the the bikini wearing out of the Bruce Patman of it all? And to me it feels like what Jessica needs just like she needed that test in order to pass chemistry is she needs to like solidify her hierarchical role. She needs to solidify her her beauty, her to be looked atness by forcing everyone to look at someone who is not to be looked at and that disparity that distinction between what we th- what what the audience sees and feels when they look upon Robin versus what they see and feel when they look upon Jessica is as necessary to her survival as the test was for passing chemistry and i think to some extent some of the like how dare anyone think Robin could be in PBA gets at some of that too they're going to look at us
0: it's like... It's like the raw and the cooked, the 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 pure and the impure. She has to create that distinction, right? Okay, I think we can move on to the sort of final challenge. The final challenge from Jess is at the end of chapter two. You have to get Bruce Patman to take you to the Disco Marathon next Saturday night. So of course, another week at Sweet Valley High means another massive, massive school social yeah. event at which people can be publicly crowned or humiliated in some sort of Of ritual so
1: what else is high school if not just a string of dances and the crowns that attend them in the world of the novel they could pick almost any boy and he wouldn't go to the dance with her and i do think there is something uniquely fucked up and powerful and meaningful about picking bruce yeah
0: it's like she wants to see like a dramatic reenactment of her traumatic experience or something She literally just came out of an emotionally abusive relationship, okay? Let's start there. Number two, she's dealing with her feelings of competitiveness and not measuring up to Elizabeth in the eyes of Elizabeth and her family and in some cases their social circle and her own self-image as being frivolous, silly, not worthy of esteem. Again, not justification, but I think just layers of what is going into that for her.
1: Um, Another funny moment, they said I have to get to get. Oh my God! I have to get Bruce Patman to take me to the Disco Marathon next next Saturday night. I might as well ask Elvis Presley. Robin Elizabeth invited her gently. <laughs> Elvis has been dead for. That's just my point. I'd have a better chance with a dead superstar than a live Bruce Patman.
0: Such a good line. I know, and that's why Elizabeth is so annoying. Oh, another example of where I think Elizabeth realizes she is making a mistake. At the beginning of chapter three, and we really do have to keep it moving. Robin Wilson was proving to be a first-class candidate for Pi Beta Alpha if determination and grit meant anything. But Elizabeth couldn't escape the persistent feeling of guilt over nominating Robin. Maybe it had been a big mistake, she kept thinking. Jessica and Lila and the others could ruin Robin if this kept up. So again, I think it's like she does have a voice inside her that knows it was wrong, but she is also doesn't sort of accept her own culpability in that. Like she, only Jessica and Lila and the other PBA girls can be the bad ones. Oh, okay, this is one of my other big asterisks. When Elizabeth is basically trying to give Robin this weird pep talk, Mm -hmm. right, of like, you'll show them. Robin says, sometimes I think they're just tormenting me, that they'll never let me be Pipe Alpha. Who put you up for membership, Robin? I did, Elizabeth Wakefield do you think I would ever be involved with anything like that Mm. okay this is a key key moment okay what she's saying here and I think this is almost the most important sentence of the book What she's saying here is what they are doing cannot be cruel because Elizabeth Wakefield is a participant in it Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Wakefield does not participate in things that are cruel ergo yeah. It is not cruel. She will be accepted. She could keep enduring this. And this is where the bad ethics comes in, right? Her own self-image being preserved takes precedence over doing the right thing for Robin because Robin is right. They are tormenting her and Elizabeth right. could have told her yes and they will continue to. But she needs to make Robin get in. And then what becomes so crazy And I have this in all caps lock underlined crazy in my notebook is in order for her to preserve that she has to make Robin get in. But in order to help Robin get in, she has to become Jessica-like. she yes, of course. She pushes Robin to ask Bruce to the dance, lying to her, basically saying he'll say yes. And then she has to manipulate Bruce, try to identify his weaknesses to prey on, and then engage him in this bribery, which she calls him doing a good deed for a good deed. Okay? Of like, she'll write him that article if he asks her out. It's so, it's so fucked up on so many levels. But what was the most fascinating to me is the way she's framing that as a good deed of a good deed right. and what she's really of course doing is you know bribery blackmail manipulation exactly the type of stuff she supposedly doesn't do cuz she's good Liz it's so wild it's and real mental it, gymnastics
1: it also is putting robin in danger of being around bruce patman who we've seen is like a, a predator horror, predator and so it's just it's on Terrible. its face and through and then once bruce agrees Yes. Melissa well, goes home and engages in some of the most Jessica-like behavior, which is she tricks Jessica into making a bet with her on whether Robin can go with Bruce or not, and says two weeks of laundry. And you know these girls wear a lot of clothes, a lot of weak colored
0: pants in that laundry, laundry I need to read one moment before she gets home. So they they make a deal, right? And then she goes, you won't be sorry. You're doing something nice for a nice person. He goes, save it, Liz. One of us is going to regret this deal. He is literally telling her what is going to happen. And then listen to this tennis metaphor. The freshman lobbed a soft shot over the net towards Bruce's forehand. It was a mistake. Bruce's racket whizzed through the air and thunk. The ball careened past the frozen freshman's astonished face, right? Elizabeth is being the astonished freshman who is lobbing Bruce a soft one by engaging with him and playing in his wicked games she knows he can't be trusted she's entering a deal in the devil and again elizabeth is normally prudent she would normally be smart enough she hates bruce she knows he's a fucking asshole he can't be trusted plus he literally just told her he's gonna screw her over he just said it to her face and yet the fact that she is doing this shows us that she's not in her right judgment because she's so focused on this power play right um if we cut to Chapter four, chapter four
1: opens with a phone conversation between Robin and Liz and has much of the same content that you were talking about, where Liz is kind of like realizing that something is wrong, but can't handle it. There was a, so she Elizabeth says, listen to me, Robin, Bruce will take you to dance. He told somebody he would. First, there was a sudden silence then. Who told you that? Who was it? How could anybody say that? How could Bruce say that? Who did Bruce tell that to? Oh, it can't be true, it's totally bananas. Elizabeth broke into laughter at Robin's outburst. How can you laugh at me, Robin said. Oh, Robin, I'm not laughing at you. I'm telling you, Bruce will take you. All you have to do is ask him. Robin is able to identify that she is the butt of the joke. Mm -hmm. Rather than being a mature adult and saying, yeah, this whole thing is ridiculous. We're not doing this. Liz keeps doubling down and digging in her heels in this tug of war game.
0: A couple pages later, I think there's a telling passage. Um, Elizabeth began to worry. Walking into the disco marathon on the arm of Bruce Patman would not be Robin's passport to popularity. Elizabeth was sure of that. But Robin couldn't stop fantasizing about it. Hoping for the best, Elizabeth decided to tackle one problem at a time. Besides, right now, she wanted the satisfaction of seeing Jessica's stunned expression. She's really deluding herself, right? She wanted the satisfaction. That's it. Because the normal Elizabeth is too prudent to worry about one problem at a time. The normal Elizabeth doesn't do things like this. This was reckless. Elizabeth keeps
1: calling Jessica and Lila and somebody else the three witches. There's such a need for identification for who you are. Jessica can't be identified with Robin being in PVA. Elizabeth can't be identified with these three witches, one of whom is her literal twin.
0: Can I provide a couple more layers to this? one is remember last time she called bruce a wizard and our reading of it was partly like she doesn't know how else to process the change that she's seeing in jessica and how that could happen to someone like her maybe there's something of that like she has to sort of make a caricature of them kind of thing um but then i'm also thinking like maybe it also has to do with her own sort of like self thing of like making shakespeare references to her own self like she right. knows that three witches is something, and they would never even know that. So it's also a little ha ha for herself. I feel like maybe
1: is it ever clearly said that Jessica is the blackballer?
0: No, I mean it's not explicitly said, but I think it's clearly implied. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's just the idea that the positing that you put forth—the idea that it actually isn't that big a deal—is is reinforced by this idea. Like, who could it be? The girls whispered among themselves. Silently considering each other's possible motives. It's not as if anybody's like, oh, great, the fatty's not in. Yeah. It does seem like maybe everybody's fine. It's literally tribal council, and they're all staring at each other. So Robin finds the news out. She gets very upset. Don't touch me. I can't stand it. She slid out of the booth, stood up, lurched against a chair, and looked back at the twins. She's like a wild animal. Yeah. Of course. Her face was contorted with suffering and fury. There isn't any reason for me to go on, she said hoarsely, and then rushed out, knocking over a chair. We as readers are certainly led to believe that there is a strong possibility that Robin takes her own life. It's interesting because Elizabeth is so close to insight. One question kept intruding. Why is it some people can enjoy being so mean? Mr. Collins, why would people who have just about everything, good looks, popularity, money,
0: why would people like that want to hurt somebody else by excluding them? I agree with you. She's so close. And what she's not getting and what is evident in what she says is the problem is the me versus them attitude. The problem is the they and thinking that there's bad and good, right? And putting right. herself and not seeing that she's the everyday small acts <laughs> by even well-intentioned people who like to think of themselves as good are all part of the problem this is systemic and we all play a role and it's not it's less helpful to say those are the bad guys than it is to really look at what we're all doing and try to make a change right i remember
1: vividly i believe it was college maybe it was after college you talking to me about how like when someone says something that might be racist it's helpful to like think about what was actually said and like process through because once someone like divides into racist or not racist, that conversation kind of ends. And here we can see Elizabeth, and I don't know if Roger Collins, that kind of Robert Redford-looking dreamy pervert, is thinking like, wait, aren't you in the sorority too?
0: But like, that would be such a natural rejoinder. Or like, what are you doing about it? She's so close, right? Like, yeah, if, if he would say to her, like, is there a way that you could sort of recognize your position of power and within this organization within the school and the community and use that to actually amplify certain messages or make something be different.
1: She does write this article entitled snobbery is alive
0: and well at sweet Valley high, which I wish we would have seen me too. Like I would have rather seen that than all these goddamn eyes and ears. They keep giving us gone. No, I agree. So just... That, that, that was, I, I thought that was good. Yeah.
1: Um, we're still led to believe that Robin is dead. No one's seen her since the black ball. She won't come to the phone it is curious this the they have another fight jessica and elizabeth because that's literally this whole book it's about play but we're not snobs. jessica screamed it's not our fault that everybody wants to join us we can't take in everybody we can't take in unsuitable people so why did you encourage robin and then knife her in the back jessica would you kindly tell me that i encouraged her if i told her once over 837 times that blimps were not popular people yes you insult her all the time but you made her believe you would take her in sooner or later that's not fair elizabeth wakefield Bodinsky. who sponsored that fatso who put her name up elizabeth felt her face getting red and her arguments becoming
0: scrambled sorry i have a comment back about the newspaper article i was just thinking the reason we couldn't see that text is because it's impossible for her to write because she can't actually name the things she can't say the word fat she can't say the word discrimination. She can't actually call out cruelty. She's using this word snobbery as again this sort of tightrope. But literally, if it would have given at say three paragraphs even, what could she have actually said given the mm. tightrope she's walking? It's impossible. But um, but yeah, go on, Badinski. You yeah. put her
1: up, you Miss Goody Goody. Yes, but you let her believe she was your best friend. Elizabeth oh, countered. Accepting her offer to carry my cleaning was hardly encouraging. I'm sorry, Jessica, but it was just horrible of you to tell her she had to get a date with Bruce Patman. Is that so? Jessica said, circling her sister like a lion moving in on his prey. That's what really got her hopes up, isn't it? Bruce taking her to the dance. Yes, I guess so. You guess so? And who put the fix in with Bruce Patman, huh, double dealer? What do you mean? What do I mean? Elizabeth Wakefield, don't pretend with me. I know that you conned Bruce Patman into taking Robin to the dance. You did all this not us what a fool i was to trust a rat like bruce elizabeth thought she still can't get to the point where it's like you were not a fool to trust bruce you were a fool to play this game with someone who is a person
0: and you trusted bruce not because you were being foolish but because you were like choosing to ignore what made sense because you were had this other motivation and yeah. because
1: you were so entrenched in this power play that you can't see anything else. So Robin leaves and then comes back. Elizabeth tries to apologize. Robin, I want to talk to you, Elizabeth pleaded, catching up with her at the front of the school. Robin turned, her face, turned to face her with a look that seemed to cut right through her. Elizabeth shivered. Yes, Robin said in a sharp, challenging tone. Robin, I just want you to know how sorry I am. Is that all? Robin, don't be like that. Don't let those, don't let them get to you. It's too late, Elizabeth. I'm sorry to say they did get to me, but don't worry, I'm
0: fine now. So there's the those and them, right? Elizabeth constantly putting herself at a remove from the villainous actors. Also, just the language of she's cutting right through her. Her tone is sharp. This sort of language is conjuring something different than the sort of gushy, wushy explosions Great. we were getting before. There's, it's angular. Mm. I'm seeing angles in the face. I'm seeing cheekbones. Exactly, exactly. I'm seeing lines. Yeah.
1: Before and now, and now, who's the
0: one gushing? Now right. Elizabeth is the gusher. Robin, she gushed.
1: That's actually Jessica. Oh, sorry,
0: Jessica is the gusher.
1: Robin walks away.
0: Wow, she's a normal person who could just walk, not friggin' jiggle, jab, go with her clumpy, plumpy legs. Exactly. Imagine that. Now Robin becomes depressed. Look, only looks straight ahead, willing herself to disappear. She begins to look different. Elizabeth, is an idiot, can't figure out what's changing. Is that she is now something called anorexia nervosa, and she is dropping weight at an absolutely alarming pace. She has stopped eating. Basically, she only eats a tomato. And I did want to say that I found it really weird. When Elizabeth sees that Robin's like only eating tomatoes now at salad mm-hmm. or lunch, Elizabeth like is like happy to see that or something. Right. And I'm like, you disgusting piece of shit. Like instead of being worried that she's not, she's doing this, like you are happy to have confirmed your own moral order of your moral universe where fatness is a moral failing and now that she did the good deeds of not eating and over exercising, she gets the reward of thinness. And, and everything uh, so, is right for you in your world. So just to, to
1: go to the text for that, Robin's plate, usually heaped with French fries and double burgers, now held only lettuce leaves, two tomato slices, yeah. and a hard-boiled egg. Elizabeth watched her silently, and when Robin got up to walk away, she noticed it for certain. On the track in bulky sweat clothes, it wasn't obvious, but now, even in a tent dress, it was. Robin Wilson was losing weight.
0: Yeah, blah, 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 and then Elizabeth grinned excitedly. Thank you. Robin,
1: you're really losing weight. Very observant, Robin responded, a note of sarcasm in her voice. I hope you're doing it the right way, Robin. Robin fixed her penetrating eyes on Elizabeth. Liz, I may have been stupid about almost everything, the Pi Betas, Jessica, and maybe even you. But if you're asking me if I'm starving myself to death, I wouldn't give any of the PBAs the satisfaction. Oh, Robin, I think you're terrific. It's just another example of Elizabeth needing to clear her conscience so that she can just be the right side of it.
0: So she can say, that's a wrap.
1: And not the kind of wrap you'd eat at a, let's say, a deli or a lunch counter.
0: And absolutely not the kind of wrap you'd find around a candy bar.
1: No, certainly not. Okay. It's also just so interesting the way that Robin plays into this. The pie Betas, Jessica, maybe even you, Jessica and she are both pie Betas. I wouldn't give any of the PBAs a satisfaction. You're talking to a PBA. Elizabeth is one of them. Yeah,
0: they're, they are they are together colluding in the wicked game of the fiction that elizabeth is somehow apart from that or like separate from that and they are both participating in that in that conversation we are two hours in and have not discussed lila's encounter with the criminal justice system we're gonna get there i think before we do that i just want to wrap can we wrap up robin it's announced that Robin running for football queen, which is something and running for football queen entails posing in cute outfits and having signs with your names on them. And so all the girls are posing cute outfits and then they have the guys sort of football team having uh banners that say things like Robin has us throbbin. Yeah. Not okay. That, that rang an alarm for me. I, that made me say, Hmm. Before we get to that, she's
1: also going to try out for cheerleading. I mean, she's getting, so po- she's getting popular in a big way since she lost all that weight and did herself over, and she doesn't act like a space cadet either. I don't think it's a bit fair, Jessica pouted. I mean, a few weeks ago, I could see she was a little less of a slob, but how could she possibly get so good-looking so fast? I mean, we're talking about Tubby here. Well, she's been working hard at it, Elizabeth pointed out. Haven't you noticed that? She deserves to look gorgeous.
0: Yes, beauty is a reward for moral... For for hard work and discipline.
1: So what happens, of course, is Robin becomes, not only was she picked as a cheerleader, she was made co-captain with Jessica. Yeah. There's this moment where Robin and Elizabeth are rebuilding their friendships, and Robin says, at first I thought you really had set me up. I thought you must have known somebody was going to blackball me. I thought you might just be as rotten as your sister. Yep. Come, Come on, Robin jessica isn't rotten robin looked at her you're too much liz you know that you can't see rottenness in anybody she's the one who blackballed me jessica no she was your friend liz don't try to protect her i know it was jessica i decided after a lot of thinking that you couldn't have been in on it i'm even starting to believe that you don't understand that scheming sister of yours you just don't want to face up to what kind of person jessica is she and I were never really friends. I used to pretend to myself that we were because I wanted to believe it was really true. It must have given Jessica a few good laughs. What is interesting to me about all of this is that we as the reader are conditioned to take this as face, as face value and to lapse back into old moments of thinking Elizabeth good, Jessica bad. <laughs> and yet we would be foolish we would be fools i mean you can reread this passage and sub in elizabeth for jessica and it still
0: holds up jessica cannot be rotten because if she is then guess who else is rotten elizabeth exactly. because she knows she did the same no same good down and dirty tricks and so she and and this is one of elizabeth's internal struggles this is her tightrope beautifully done beautifully, done beautifully
1: done beautifully done i want to wrap up this conversation with the ways in which robin's physical transformation is accompanied by so 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 much mental transformation
0: sure but sorry can i do one really super quick first yeah i i do enjoy enjoy and i was talking about the food and there was a meal that i wanted to talk about which was um i know we're going to talk about Lila, the criminal justice encounter but after they all go to dinner at a fancy restaurant
1: oh, of course
0: I just want to say they ordered shrimp scampi, baby lamb chops, asparagus tips, and chocolate souffle and topped off the dinner with a perfectly heavenly cappuccino. I wouldn't eat the lamb chops, but the rest of it sounds great. So,
1: I just can't imagine ending dinner with a cappuccino. You're going to be up all night, Elizabeth. So just this idea that Robin has been gifted insight that she did not have earlier. The conversation she just had with Elizabeth is one example. Then later... Robin, I was so afraid, I needed to be accepted so much that I threw away my pride and self-respect. Believe me, it's never worth it.
0: And we're getting, again, an iconism between her physical body and her mental state. Whereas, Whereas before she was physically undisciplined, unruly, goofy, comically sort of inept, physically can't get around, and also just mentally kind of, Extremely naive, desperate, needy, breathless. Now she is sharp of cheekbone, and she is sharp of mind. Right.
1: Um. We then cut to this whole football queen story, which is basically just like the queen of football. The queen of football. There's this interplay between Jess and Elizabeth that feels like a Golden Girls moment. It's very (laughs) Blanche. Oh wait. So
0: should I do my Blanche, Jessica?
1: Go ahead. Do you want to do your blank Jessica? I'd love that. It's chapter 13 and I can do my Dorothy Elizabeth. Mm. What everybody else do you mean?
0: What everybody? Lila and Carol and all the Pal and most of the football team. If you want to know, I think every guy on the offensive line is in love with me.
1: Jessica is it possible it. you've encouraged them, Jesse? What? No. Well,
0: I'm not unfriendly, Liz. There's no sense in that. I think a girl can be friendly and nice to several boys. The whole football team? Not the whole team. I haven't dated a single boy who isn't on first string.
1: Oh, well, as long as you're selective.
0: Well, i do it for team spirit. Every one of them appreciates it, too. And
1: scene. love for you midway through thir- chapter 13, a typed written sign appears on bulletin boards all over the school. Challenge accepted. It has come to my attention that members of Pi Beta Alpha have forbidden any girl who is not a member to go out for Miss Sweet Valley High. I know all about the PBAs. They blackballed me. I accept their challenge. I ask for your vote. Robin Wilson.
0: Now, can I... What are we to make of this? Robin did it. It's the final power play. I
1: understand that. My problem with it is that this feels like a Jessica-style PBA move. It is not true, of course. They did not forbid anyone who's not a PBA from running. And I just hate to think that Robin has lived long enough to become the villain that she was fighting
0: against. And again, this is what is so great about the series, right? We see hurt people hurt people. We see, like, good people, like, people that get hurt do bad things, do good things. Like, I, I think it could be both and and I think it's sort of like we were saying about Elizabeth like when she gets a taste of power and she is sort of starting to delight in doing these Jessica things and she finds these rationalizations for them and Robin you know with her sharp mind and sharp jaw is you know ready to not be the rope anymore and start doing a little tugging and she's ready to make things happen instead of sitting back right instead of reacting she wants to put up a sign and, and cause a sensation it caused a sensation is what it did
1: I like that I just I wish it's the lie of it that I don't like. That I don't think Robin needs in order to be crowned football queen.
0: Yeah, and I'm just... Yeah, I completely agree with you in terms of, like, what's a good thing to do? And I think, like, yeah, like, her character made a choice. She's exerting potentially some power. New, newfound power. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just, I just didn't like... I, it just... I don't like her stooping to their...
0: I don't like it either, but... One of the, well not but, but something that, to me, seemed like an interesting layer to Robin. Mm -hmm. There's this moment where she says, my mother always said being best friends with the Wakefield twins would be good for me. Mm -hmm. That felt like a really important moment, right? Her mother always said being best friends. I forget, I have the page somewhere. Being best friends with the Wakefield twins would be good for her. So first of all, to me, that showed a few things. Number one, she used the word best. And so that means that I actually think it's in support of Jessica saying she didn't necessarily tell her she was her best friend because we actually yeah. only heard that through Robin. Mm-hmm. We never actually witnessed Jessica saying that. True. So it sort of gives a bit of a angle of maybe there is a bit of manipulation to Robin more than we ever thought. Maybe she wasn't always such a dumb, bubbling, desperate idiot. Maybe she did know a little bit what she was doing sometimes.
1: There's this moment. This is unforgivable, screamed Jessica to Elizabeth. You've got to write an editorial. About what? You're a Pi Beta 2.
0: You're a Pi Beta 2. In this contest, Jessica, I'm a newspaper woman. And that's Um, a weapon she wields in her power plays is her supposed fucking neutrality. That absolutely... She protests too much. All she fucking does all the live long day is talk about how objective, impartial, and journalistic ethics she does. And all she does the live long day with the absolute enablement of Mr. Roger Collins is do bias, bias on bias on bias, and do Mm -hmm. all kinds of self-serving things. Wait, I just love this from... When when Elizabeth says she's neutral and Jessica goes, neutral, neutral, how can you be neutral when your exact likeness is being stabbed, mutilated, and betrayed? <laughs> I mean, you gotta... I love her so
1: much. Um, Do we want to do stuff with
0: Lila? She was shoplifting. There was a couple, the, I'll tell you the only things that stood out to me about it, okay? I do think it's nice that we're seeing some vulnerability in Lila. I I did like that we saw that, you know, she is doing the shoplifting because she is trying to get some attention from her notoriously absent father, who we have been introduced to that storyline. But I think this is probably the first time we're actually seeing that Lila is experiencing some pain over this. And, you know, it was a very sort of clean seeming solution when he kind of was like, or or what Elizabeth was like, you should spend time. He's like, how can I thank you, Liz, for like helping us? And Liz is like, just spend more time with your daughter. It's like, it's like when she was like, well, did anyone ask Miss Dalton if she, you know, abused? her? Yeah. It's like, but then I think it actually suggested like, well, but then he, it seemed like he was off traveling again, so like didn't last it that did. long or something. Yeah. So so it did sort of indicate that, but I think like it was certainly an example of this kind of like invisible like whatever, her pri- power. her privilege, her anonymous power, her her anonymous power rather. The other moment that stood out to me was when she said on the phone to Elizabeth, you're the only friend I have, or you're my only real friend. So weird. I was think, that manipulation? Was that real? I I think it was real in the sense that what I think she meant was like, you're the only person I could actually trust to not tell yes. something like this. Because her two best friends is Jessica and Kara. And Jessica and Kara's biggest qualities, along with Lila, is they fucking gossip.
1: Three witches.
0: And they can't keep a secret, right? So I think I think she meant it in that sense. How deeply sad yeah really sad because elizabeth fucking ha- elizabeth hates her they don't like each other at all right elizabeth like again imagines herself a certain kind of way and she's being fucking messy about this in this one okay well, because she does these vague warnings to jessica about lila she's like just be careful just don't again. spend time with her yeah Jessica's like well what the fuck are you it's like and jessica's i thought a thing i felt that i was on jessica's side for that of like if you're gonna tell me these vague warnings about my friend like Tell what, me what am I supposed to do with that information if you're not going to tell me what you're talking about? So it's like Elizabeth is kind of like thinking herself is so good one and she shows up to court to be a character witness and she's this and that but she's being messy here. There was a weird moment and
1: She keeps following Lila. She witnesses Lila stealing but doesn't do anything It's just like wh- where does your moral superiority come from?
0: I was listening to a Housewives podcast this morning of course. Um, One of the best ones It's not exclusively Housewives, but I just have to name him Danny Pellegrino, Everything Iconic. And he was talking about the latest episode of Housewives of OC, and he was talking about one of them who, he said she's being a good housewife because, okay, the situation was one of the new women, basically her current relationship, which she's been with the guy a couple years, it's like pretty serious, he's involved with their family, like their it started when she was married, so she cheated on her husband. The other woman who like was cheated on is like, takes it very personally and she's like i'm so offended that she it's like people like that she talks about it openly and she's honest about what happened but like i find it offensive because like i've been cheated on like infidelity is not something you should be so like proud of
1: okay
0: and danny pellegrino was saying like she's she's being a great housewife in the sense of like one of the things of being a good housewife is and which is why house good housewives are narcissists and you shouldn't want to be a good housewife is you make other people's life your problem (laughs) like you find a way to make something that should have nothing to do with you a problem for you right and so so she is so she is being messy she is making a mess that she is nowhere doesn't need to be near but again what's the theme of this book we heard it in the first in the second paragraph jessica makes things happen well guess what elizabeth's gonna try to make stuff happen too and that's called following lila and that's called being messy oh just something random about Excuse me, the Lila storyline. There's a line where Elizabeth has the scarf in her room. Yeah, I was so worried about that. She
1: folded up and puts it away and I was like, oh my gosh, is this a, are you going to get in trouble?
0: Elizabeth folded the scarf neatly and put it in her drawer before going downstairs. It seemed a good idea to hide it, though she wasn't sure what good it would do her in the end. So it was that sentence I was interested in. Of, like, what is this a metaphor of? It seems like a good idea to hide it, though she wasn't sure what good it would do her in the end. And I think what it's a metaphor is she's putting away the thing nagging at her. And the thing that is nagging at her is she knows what she's doing and has done with Robin is wrong. And she's not bringing it into the light, she's looking at it and then putting it neatly away. But she knows hiding it is not going to do her good at the end. That's my reading of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was, I mean, I was on the level of kind of superficial, like, what, she's going to get in trouble somehow.
0: Yeah, well, you sort of live in the realm of sort of paraphrasable awesome. content. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, are we done with this story? Or we are we moving to on to, be... the, to the cliff? So, as we the cliffhanger?
1: As we wrap up today's episode...
0: Oh my god, I love Jess. You probably haven't noticed it, but the Pi betas are a terribly juvenile. I'm surprised you spend so much time with them.
1: I mean, that's where we're going. Jessica, are you hanging out with that college crowd? I find them much more the sort of people I enjoy. They understand life and art. Uh-huh. And is one of the natural wonders you've noticed at the Cove by any chance a college man? Scott Daniels, Jessica gushed excitedly. Oh, Liz, he's such a gorgeous hunk, and he's interested in me. Jessica, does he know you're only 16?
0: This book should be called Look Who's Gushing and Look Who's Gushing, too, because it's all, no. it's rough, r- yeah.
1: Totally irrelevant. He's interested in me for what I am. And with that, Jessica packed up her tote and headed for Castle Cove. Elizabeth watched her go, fearful of what this new adventure might mean for her impetuous twins. Jessica in love with an experienced college man meant storm clouds would be gathering soon, and all Elizabeth could do was hope that the invisible, inevitable winds would not shipwreck those close to her sister, including herself jessica with a college guy elizabeth fears her twin has gotten in overhead this time is she right find out in sweet valley high number five all night long so hi
0: here we are we need to do a quick follow up call because after we finished our uh, conversation about power play, I fucking lost my mind because yeah. I realized something, which is I believe there's another reading, and I believe that other reading is that Robin sort of Kaiser so saved them. And here's what I mean: I think Robin did the power play to them and to us. And let me ex- let me just oh, give you. I've, wait,
1: I've always thought Robin was a power player, but let me let me listen. Robert, let me listen. Robert, I'm not
0: talking about the end. I'm not talking my about mother, the end. My heart. You think the whole time, the whole time? Let me explain. Let me listen. I believe that she orchestrated this to begin with, this whole PBA thing to begin with. Let me explain. I believe she created the fight between Liz and Jessica, and here's why. First of all, you and I both noticed, and at the time we attributed this to the fat phobic writing, that when she's fat, she's a fucking dummy. Yeah. And then when she gets skinny, she's suddenly smart. Yeah. What if, what if it's not fatphobic writing, but she actually was playing dumb? And here's the evidence that I feel supports this. Elizabeth, when Jessica told her she doesn't that Robin doesn't belong in PBA, one of Elizabeth's reactions to that was, but Robin's one of the smartest girls at Sweet Valley High. I, get I made a note of
1: that. Oh, my God. I made a note that was like, wait, how is Robin smart and acting so dumb? I made that note. And then I didn't want to say anything because I was Me like, well, there's too. a difference between book smart. No, of and- course.
0: We thought it was. No, we both. Same exact reaction I had. I read it. I clocked it. I'm like, she doesn't seem smart. And then I'm like, OK, I guess she used to be or something. OK, so we we then have evidence that she is known to be one of the smartest students at Sweet Valley High, which is a school that is large enough that it has multiple sororities although we never yeah. have heard of any of the other you know what i'm saying but this is a big. big don't matter of course there are students they don't know i mean this is a big yeah. school so for her yeah. to be one of the smartest okay
1: kind of a rebecca pardo vibe
0: and then um i'm really really stuck on the thing about her mom always said it would be good for her to be best friends with elizabeth and jessica and this thing you of, love that and this you really of, have best drawn. friends. Because when I started to look at the beginning of the book again, the first time Robin, like when Robin comes over and says, like Jess told me she's her best friend, she lied. Robin made that up. That never happened. Because when Jess Jess responds to it, she's like, Elizabeth, what are you talking about? Yeah, I told her she could get my laundry, but like I never said that. And we never, and so I think that like, there's a connection between the fact that Robin's mom always told her she would do well to be best friends of Elizabeth and Jessica Wakefield. And then what does she do? She starts She, su- she starts acting like a cuckoo, sure. acting like an absolute messy fool, sure. which we know she's actually capable. And again, we attributed this to phobia. But, but the same way we've talked about how does Jessica play on others' expectations of her, I feel that Robin was actually sort of doing what we used to call um in anthropology strategic essentialism of taking the stereotypes and using them to your advantage right and they and just like a great survivor player they didn't i think expect it of her and so what i believe here's what i believe happened and here's the narrative i believe is what happened robin wants to join pba because like her mother and like jessica and some of these other bitches she's actually kind of shallow okay she just wants status she wants social status and she wants sort of these type of things okay and she probably gets that from her mother She decided to play sycophant to Jessica in this very performative and public way, in a way that would get back to Elizabeth. She came over to Elizabeth's house, said, oh, Jess was supposed to be here. Now, we always assumed, of course, just stood her up. What an opportunity for her to start getting, spending some time with Elizabeth and being able to say, yeah, just said I'm her best friend. And it's so important for me to go on PBA. Okay? So there's that. Then, and so I believe she was playing on Elizabeth's sense of justice and nobility and felt this is sure. going to trigger something for her. And then the best friend thing, I think she knew Elizabeth would say that feels like for just Jess- like Jessica's doing something wrong, right? The other big moment that made it feel to me is, remember we talked about how there's these times when like Robin's. It's like, she's so naive, right? How can she not know when she's running around the track and then she says to Liz, you know, Liz is like, you're doing a great job, whatever. Like, and she goes, you know, Liz, sometimes I think they're just tormenting me and they'll never let me in. And Liz goes, that would be cruel. And I am Elizabeth Wakefield and I would never be part of an organization that would do that. So first she made the nominate. So first she causes Elizabeth to nominate her. Right. By setting up this thing of Jessica said I'm her best friend. Okay. Second, she, by sort of performatively enduring this cruelty and then saying to Elizabeth, but what if it's just torment? What if they're just bad? Right. She f- triggers then okay. and put pokes Elizabeth to, you know, have to basically make sure that something that bad doesn't happen. Um, and... I think the thing with Bruce, um, and, you know, I think where it sort of changes and where it does become legitimately Robin is not in control is when Bruce kind of calls her the, Bruce sort of has that public humiliation of her. Because I think when, when, you know, they give her the challenge to ask Bruce out and she said, oh, Liz, he would never, and little old me and all this. And Elizabeth's like, yes, he would. Yes, he would. I think she knows that like Elizabeth is making stuff happen yeah because she is smart she's not dumb we kept saying like how could she just think right and so she's in the long con but it backfired a little bit for her because what i believe was the sort of crack in robin's plan was that bruce did ultimately like i don't think she i don't think she had plans that he's gonna call her the queen mary and humiliate her at the dance you know what i'm saying i believe she felt elizabeth has secured something for me, I'm gonna go through this and I'm gonna go continue to PBA. I believe that was her plan. She wanted at that point to get into PBA and that was her sort of social plan. Once that humiliation happened um, and she felt like, then I believe it turned to the sort of fuck you stuff. And then she went on her weight loss journey and you know rejected that and all of that. But I believe at the very end, when she has that conversation with Elizabeth of, oh, you're so different and you're not like Jessica and you can't see how bad she is. I think she knows exactly what that conversation mm-hmm. is. So I believe she instigated this. I believe she did a power play. The reader has been among the most complicit of all because we mm-hmm. we we fell for the stereotypes. Exactly. Robert, you and I with our PhDs and our critical lens sitting here critiquing the fat phobia and assuming that it's the fat phobia of the writing and not it is and, not. And we literally sat there and watched her be like this Like, stupid, stupid, like, not seeing exactly what's in front of her face. And the book is telling us, like, this is a power play. And remember what you talked about, about anonymous power, anonymous power, and power that isn't named? Robin's power is the ultimate anonymous power because we never are told what she's doing. And I think that she played on our expectations. Like, we actually believed she was that desperate and she was that, that she was happy to bake Jessica a casserole. She's not that dumb, she's actually smart, which we learned at the end when she does that dirty trick of putting- Exactly. Right? And so that confirms her intelligence and and her savvy and her cunning. So it was a trick. And again, I'm not saying she planned it all out for the way it played out. I don't think that's what happened. I think Bruce calling her Queen Mary kind of changed things, you know? But I think if that wouldn't have happened, she would have ended up with PBA and that was her plan from the beginning. And she got Elizabeth to do her absolute bidding so
1: a i'm in hook line sinker bought and sold b i mean we've talked about this a lot like a great survivor player she is lying to the cameras you know what i mean have you ever watched the season of survivor where yeah. like in their confessionals they're lying to us she is doing that she is such a master manipulatrix that is this is brilliant welcome of course to the realm of analysis thank, thank you so much
0: for having me uh...
1: Um, I also like a true survivor. What I love most about this is that she has determined, she's chosen several different ways to win. Her initial way to win, as you point out, is PBA. And when PBA falls through, she says, here's another way to win. She says, you won't accept me the way that my body is. I am the master of all things. I'm the master of my body as well, which is still a little fat phobic, but we'll leave that one alone for a second. And then she says, fine, don't have me in PBA, I will use the bitterness that everyone will believe about you in the same way that we believed inherently that, oh, she's dumb because of the fact that i she uses that same belief against PBA and says everyone will believe that they have blackballed, that they, not black. Exactly. everyone will believe that they have forbidden anyone else from running for queen. Like, She knows everyone's expectations. She is is the ultimate anthropologist studying the ways of Sweet Valley High and using her knowledge to navigate to ensure her own success and being flexible enough that several different things could look like success.
0: 100%. And can I give you a couple other things?
1: Yes, and then I do. I have at 9.30, so I have one minute. Okay, do you
0: remember that random line of she tells elizabeth jessica said she was her best friend then elizabeth thinks to herself robin thinking jessica was her best friend was at best a dangerous assumption and remember i said to you well what was it at worst and we're just like huh and we went what was it at worst a lie it was a lie that robin made up one more thing i have chills i have literal me too i'm dead it's kaiser Sose. let me tell you one more thing we started our conversation last time with that first paragraph about how it happened as usual because of Jessica. We said Jessica makes things happen. That's what this sentence is telling us. Elizabeth, in the second paragraph, it happened as most things do because of Jessica. We were, it was a misdirect. It happened because of Robin, period. Jessica never called to her best friend. Okay. But yeah, I believe our sort of biggest sort of sin as readers was really believing that Robin wasn't capable of actually moving the action forward and making things happen
1: the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist i'm a little embarrassed
0: i was in bed last night reeling because yeah. I, I, I was stuffing macaroni in my face just like robin when i was waiting for you calling back i realized it wasn't going to be till the next day and i said somehow i have to just make peace with this for for the night if we even
1: believe that robin was stuffing her face with a cheesecake well she was she... Was that more performative, performativity? Is she performing the role of fat girl for us? Exactly. I mean, it really... The, we talked about her, like, gluttonous consumption, the way in which she's, like, licking her fingers, and we're like, no one behaves this way. Of course no one behaves this way. Only a caricature of a fat person behaves this way. And we were so foolish with Francine was caricaturizing when, in fact, Robin herself was. We were denying her the agency...
0: Yeah, and we really just attributed it to a flaw of like, okay, well, this is really a fucked up perspective of the writing, and the writing is fatphobic, and the writing's being lazy. But actually, we were being lazy in our critique. Like, we, we really, I feel we really missed something. And it re- really reminds me of trust exercise. Oh my god! Like this is trust exercise.
1: Yeah, but it is stressing me out. Okay, yeah, I mean yes, it's brilliant.
0: Enjoy your yes. next call. I love you. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Sweet Valley Hive, hosted by Robert Marks and Rebecca Pardo. For more, check out our Instagram at Sweet Valley Hive. Theme song by Yesi and artwork by Elliot Carroll.